Hello, everyone. This is Ezekiel Carcella back on the Real Sport CSGO podcast. I'm joined by the lovely Mygind and Mist. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but first we want to say uh, sorry for having the big three-month hiatus. Uh, it's been a while since we've been regularly streaming on the podcast, and I just want to, you know, put that in the air first. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, and the first thing we're talking about some big winning a land. Now, they didn't have the god Smuya from the UK, but they did win a land. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like it was kind of expected for Big to win this land, even though they had Legia. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest competition. So mm-hmm. when you have a player like Tapson on your team and you have got B leading, I mean, you have a pretty good chance to win a land like this one. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Just, how do you feel about it? I agree too. Like, they pretty much steamroll every team pretty close. They only lost one map the whole challenge, and they were dead. I think that, yeah. Next played really good, I think. Right. Yeah, so Next was definitely the star player, at least back yeah. in the day. That's how they structured the team. I mean, around Smooth Smoothie now, that's going to be interesting what they're going to do. But uh, I think for me, I was a little surprised. It was on a Sunday. I don't get a chance to watch much of the Global Challenge, but I thought United was going to take it. They were looking really good in the land. Now, their Dust 2 is pretty weak, and I know Inferno's their best map, and they have had an interesting results on Inferno on land. So, when I saw that big one and United plays top four, I was a little shocked, especially considering Spirit aren't that good of a team. I mean, yeah, they have Davkos back again. He's like their star player, the Russian, but I mean, Spirit's not a good team. And Windigo, uh, I mean, that's the, the Bulgarian super squad, the team Cirque came from, but. I don't know, it was really kind of a disappointing land. It used to have better teams back in the day. I guess it will when we have Envious there soon to join in the uh, MDL. But uh, I don't know, I was really kind of disappointed by the land. It's just not what it used to be. At least it was a little more exciting, a little more higher stakes. So I, I guess, agree. you know, big, I mean, it's good for them for their confidence boost and everything. But I don't think it's going to have that much ramification going forward. Now, what will have ramifications going forward is we're going to see relegation. And we have Envious... And Torqued were unable to secure spots in the EPL. Now, Envious, notable for having a lot of problems, but they've supposed to fix it with the new roster changes. Kiyoshima and Haji are very good players. Scream has not looked at his potential in Envious. How do y'all feel? How do you feel, Mike, about Envious and their uh, expectations and living up to them? I mean, I don't think Envious has really lived up to anyone's expectations. <laughs> I mean... I think they've sort of reached the point where it's just kind of like time to break up the team because, like, what have you got at this point? You have no EPL spot. The ECS spot is, like, they're in relegation as well. There's no major spot. So, like, why is the team even together at this point? They're not winning anything. They're not doing anything. I mean, it's kind of like just it's not really worth it. Right, so I can agree with that. So, I mean, only thing I can see for them being together still, like not breaking up post that, would be for like DreamHack Tours, and I think they're invited to one more event after that. But yeah, for sure, like Envious, I saw them at DreamHack Atlanta, and they were actually really good at that event. That was not too far after EPL Dallas, we got season four finals where they placed top four, and they actually were looking, you know, pretty good. And then Ash season five, season five. But they're looking pretty good. And I was like, interesting. I was like, hmm, this could be a good team. They have Scream. They have some good players. And then Happy has continued to fail as an IGL in the past two years. 
And so it's really sad to see that. But, um, Miss, we see Torqued, your NA uh, super team over there, with um, God Kusta. You have the uh, greatest ideal in the world, Steel. How do you feel about Torqued and what they've been uh, been able to do? I mean, like, it seems like both times they've been in the relegation, they they just suck. Like, they don't play themselves anymore. Like, notably, Swag had a much better event both times in Leicester than he did last season. But, I don't know, they just seem to choke every time they play in relegation. Like, the, they have a couple of nice lines coming up. And they're going to be in tours. They got the one in Brazil. And yeah, that's it they have. I've, I don't know. I still think they can make EPL. I think they will. I just don't know when. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I think Poyo Poyo has to go. Poyo, okay. So he was. I've been. I used to see him a lot in ESC rank S, or yes, he's in uh, FPL now. Will be the big one. But yeah, I don't really see Poyo much doing well on land. And so that's a big at the uh, ESCA Global Challenge where it worked. Did not do very well at all. A team that's has some good talent. In Steel, who was on CLG when they had a good run, or I mean not Steel, Kusta, I'm sorry, Steel of course, AZK, Swag, these players that considerably good, right? When everyone said, "Oh, they're unbanned," where are they going to be? They're going to be on Cloud Nine, all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, first off, they can't go to major in most events, and second off, I mean, they're not that good apparently, right? So, uh, placing fifth or sixth at the Global Challenge with Order who is not good at all, Imagine's team from Australia. It's really interesting to see. But I think Torqued might have potential down the future, but considering they can't go to a major, it's uh, not looking good for them. But what is good looking for some people would be uh, United, who were able to make EPL. And not only that, they're going to be at, I believe it was ECS Finals? No, no, they're going to make it to oh. LAN. Uh, they made a LAN, though. They made. I they, what was it? Uh, I don't. I think they they barely missed out on ECS, and then they right. barely missed out on a DreamHack. I think I don't know if they actually qualified for one. Okay, but they have been looking pretty good recently. Of course, they did. Um, they did pretty well at uh, the Global Challenge for where they are as a team. How do you feel about United? This is a team that's been, you know, they usually had a roster two years ago in EPL. They dropped out. They dropped their roster. Went to Rise Nation, they broke up, and now we have this team that's being IGL'd by Relics, former Misfits player. Who would have thought IGL Relics would be an EPL? How do you feel about that? It's NA. It is NA. That's all I have to say about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so NA is kind of a joke. Let's not get let's not get it um, twisted. It's kind of a joke right now in terms of IGLing, where the top IGLs are FNS. Uh, Steel, technically. Nitro. Nitro. I mean, it's kind of Stanislaw, technically. He's on complexity. It's kind of a joke, though. But one thing that's not a joke, definitely, is Freiburg joining Heroic as a permanent member. And Heroic being a top four Danish team. My Gind, the Danish expert. How do you feel about this new look, Heroic? So... I mean, we've seen Heroic play at EPL now, and if there's one thing that doesn't make sense to me, it's like how they've been performing in this tournament. Because, okay, look at the team this way. They've just lost their in-game leader. They lost their best player in the form of Yugi. Mm-hmm. And instead, you've brought in Freiburg. It's not a good fragger. <laughs> you've technically brought in Easy Tech, I guess, who 
<laughs> was the support player before. Right. So like now you're stuck here with Nico as your star player. You have Easy Tag, who I guess is gonna be the second star. He's been playing on the orb at least. Mm-hmm. And then they're still doing well for some reason. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. I mean Moddy is playing really well, I guess, but like mm-hmm. I I just don't see how this is gonna continue in the future. I, I don't see where the star power is going to come from. I don't see where, like, they don't have some amazing in-game leader who's going to take them to the next level. So, like, I think this is about as well as you're going to see Heroic do. Oh, I think, yeah, I do too. I think it's, like, mainly, like, a honeymoon period. This is, like, a honeymoon tournament for them. I think it's going to dip off drastically after this. All right, so you mentioned honeymoon period. We've seen that a lot in CSGO or any sports in general. But to look at what they beat, at this event so heroic came in i'm thinking that's an easy 16th place no big deal looking at their pool now they've done very well against the teams that they're put up against right so the first map the first match was against uh i want to say it was energy energy right energy yep. all liners which they are and then what happens it went beat energy okay best of one no big deal and then Heroa goes to play not as Spenseri, top five team in the world, simple, all you have to worry about, right? Well, they barely lose to Navi 2-1. They win on cash, lose on overpass, which they go into B-Cloud 9 in the next series. And then they barely lose on Mirage in overtime. And somehow, some way, they weren't, even with simple going plus 32, they were somehow able to break it pretty close. With Madi being the top fragger at 66 kills across three maps. And then you look at their next best of three, and that's against Cloud9, defending major champions. Scud Daddy, right? And what happens on Mirage? Cloud9 is notoriously best map. Heroic just not destroys them, but Heroic did very well, winning 16-11. After being down, they make a nice comeback and just absolutely make Cloud9 look like fools. And then the next map of Overpass, another good map for Cloud9 historically, when they lost to Na'Vi, they win 16-7, absolutely destroying them, in my opinion, with the best fragger being Russian Automatic and Scoodoodle tied at 14. Whereas Chromin goes off with 24 kills, uh, S-Tag 21-9. It's a really interesting team how it doesn't seem like there's anything. We don't know who the IGL is. The Opera is apparently S-Tag, but it's not really uh, like a confirmed thing. It's a team there's not there's a lot of doubt about with Freiburg I gelling, I believe. So it's really it doesn't make any sense. So why her heroic now without Rubino, who is notably one of the best support class players in the world, and then he dropped off and now he's gone. And so heroics this mishmash of Nordic talent. Uh Mygen, what do you think? Uh what what can they do to become a good team, in your opinion? I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, like, I do think I think it's Modi ideeling actually. Is he said in the interview? I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, it's Modi. He's he's coach and IGL apparently. That's what he said. He's a coach, and so how does that? So how does a coach and IGL? How do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand this team. So that's that's another thing. Like, I don't understand heroic. Like their jerseys are really nice, the new ones. I'll give them that. I think Chromin, like he was decent on Dignitas. It's nice to see him, I guess, at the top level again. But I don't... I mean, Heroic's not going to get invited to any lands. We all know that. So they're going to get be at, what, EPL. They were, they were going to go to Tours, and they dropped out to go to this event. They swept with they swapped with um, Hellraisers, who would have been so, been so nice to see them at this event. But, you know, 
regardless. Uh, Heroic, I don't know. I feel like they could do something good. But one team that we know we're doing great things right now are Astralis. Now, Megan, you're obviously the Danish lover because you are indeed Danish. How do you feel about the Danes, the top team in the world right now after EPL Day 2? Well, I mean, just to answer your question before about Heroic, mm -hmm. so, like, uh, I think one factor that not a lot of people are considering here is that they're not actually able to speak Danish anymore because, as far as I know, at least, Freiburg doesn't really speak Danish. So mm -hmm. there's this kind of myth out there, I guess, that Swedish and Danish is so similar that we can all just talk to each other and it's going to be fine and we can all understand what each other are saying, but... That's not really how it is. <laughs> well, I was told that like Swedish people and like Danish, I don't know, Swedish, Danish, that kind of like, goes together, or like, it's easier to understand Danish if you're Swedish, I heard. I think it's on the broadcast today, so I don't know how that works. I assume yeah. they speak English, though, because they also have a uh, Norwegian player, and so mm -hmm. I don't know if they speak Danish or how that works. Or if Norwegian is a language, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Scandinavian <laughs> culture. <laughs> well, like Norwegian is sort of like an in-between thing between Swedish and Danish, I think okay. you, you could say. So, so, like, I think, I mean, I guess they're an international team now, so maybe they mm -hmm. could get some international players into the team and make the team better that way, because, I mean, if you're looking at Danish talent, you're kind of looking at Nato Safix, I guess, or, like, Stown or someone mm -hmm. like that. What about Ange? He was Maybe, previously a singularity, like, you know, he was on energy for a little bit, and then, you know, now he's benched, benched. from tricks. How does that work out? He was not very good in NRG. That's sort of like... <laughs> eh, he was like, he, I would say he's decent. Like, energy, though, like, he wasn't really used properly. He was good on singularity, he was a star player, right? Uh, past few months, he has a 1.19 rating on HLTV. So, I mean, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he's bad. I just feel like if you have a good IGL, he could use him pretty well, I would think. But, of course, Heroic have Mahdi who was the outcast yeah. of the Swedish scene, so, you know, there's that. I don't think he's gonna come into this a team like this and be a star player. Like, I think Ange needs to go to a team sort of a step below this, maybe, before mm -hmm. we can start talking yeah. about him. For sure. I mean, so for now, Heroic are kind of stuck in this weird limbo where there's not really any player they can pick up, and, oh, 100%, they're gonna become better this way, so mm -hmm. I don't know what the futures all right so you make some good points there but another team that makes some good points is team liquid and team liquid have to be playing the love child of my gin also known as astralis and i want to know miss what do you feel about liquid's chances of beating astralis considering they have taken a map off this team they were the first team to do so when astralis went god mode and seem to just really get unlocked in that team so what do you think team liquid after having a very dominant performance here in dallas what are their chances of being Astralis? I give them a chance, but like, just like Marseille, I don't think they'll win. They might take a map again, but I feel like Astralis is by far clear-cut above everyone right now. Oh, They're crushing oh. everyone. Oh, you say a clear-cut? I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a big statement there. A clear-cut, like I mean, a phase who beat them 3-0, right? That was uh, super close. It doesn't count. Super close, but yeah, but I mean, phase were the number one before that, right? And then. I, I just think I think Astralis is by far the best team. I, I think FaZe is like t second, but mm -hmm. I still think it's like not even close. So by your logic, would you say that HLTV is correct in saying it's Astralis, FaZe, Mouseports, Navi, and Fnatic? Or would you have a different ranking in your top five? Um, I agree. The top two, um, 
See, the problem is with just like the Counter Strike as it is, Navi is four. I don't like it's just because simple is playing a talent we've never seen before. Like the closest thing I can remember is Kenny S on Titan, mm-hmm. but Fnatic is gonna dip. My pain. In my pain, they hit their peak in March for this roster. I feel like they're gonna cut golden. Olaf's gonna come back to phase, and they're gonna pick up exists. Is what I'm saying. Gonna predict, but wow. So that's so. Why would you? Right, so hmm. Interesting points there. Like I think Fnatic are better with golden than they would be with exist. Exist was never a particularly great IGL. He had some good lands, won some good events, but he was he was very streaky as an IGL. Bad at doing picks and bans. And I feel like with FaZe, if anything, they've been better with Exist. He's a support player. All of Monster really wasn't. Plus, Exist is notorious for being good on cash. And that's made FaZe's cash pretty much unbeatable, in my opinion. So I feel like uh, Golden on Fnatic has been pretty good. Um, they're not at EPL, so it's kind of hard to see. We'll see them next at, I want to say, uh, DreamHack Summer. Not um, no, they'll be at ECS. ECS, so that's closer. Okay, yeah, ECS is yeah, it's June eighth. See, there's so many events. That's another thing. Another discussion. There's so many events coming up. It's really annoying. But yeah, I feel like top. I feel like Liquid are a top five team in my opinion. I put them over say Navi because, like you said, Simple is hard carrying that team. I mean, Electronic and Flamey aren't bad by far. I think it would be Simple, Flamey, Electronic, Zeus, Edward. But Edward's a bot, and I feel like if you replaced Edward. And you can keep Zeus, in my opinion. You can keep Zeus. Just replace Edward with, like, any of the talent in the CIS scene, which is a lot of talent. You could probably Ma- have a team that could challenge, actually challenge Charles and Faze. Like, Mare is still a free agent. Yeah. Yeah, Mare is still a free agent. He's a god. But here's the issue, though. Like, Mouseports are three. Everyone says that because they've had good lands. They've won lands. They have good team. But they almost lost energy. And even though they too old energy, energy should have won both maps, in my opinion. They had a bad CT side on Nuke, which you can't have. And then Energy was like two clutches away from winning that first map. Well, I think it was Cash. Yeah, it was Cash. So, I don't know. Mouse Sports are really, I don't know. They're just, they don't make any sense as a good team. Sticko is not a good player. Oscar is inconsistent, once again. Chris J is not an IGL, even though he is the IGL. He's a fragging IGL, as people say. But I don't know. It's just like at this EPL. So, so far we had two days. For those who have been or have not been watching, because on Facebook, and Facebook is a horrible viewing experience. But um, Mouse Sports are in the loose bracket. They had a very tough first match. But still, when you're a top three team in the world, you should be winning those, right? I mean, Mouse Sports, the thing about Mouse Sports is I think that they're like a team that that are ranked a bit too highly at the moment, but the problem is that there's no one who's going to come in and replace them. Right. Because a lot of the top teams in CS right now are having issues, like we see SK, we see NIP. There's no one really to go in there and take Mouseport's spot, but I don't think if this was like a year ago, maybe, I don't think that this Mouseport's would have been top five. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that they're a poor man's phase, people say. Even though now they're, they're, tech, they're I mean, they're not better than phase. They lost 2 0 to them at this event in the best of three. But I would think that they're, you know, they're a good team. With Rops, is a great player. Uh, Sonny, when he wants to be a good player, is a great player. Uh, but they're young and untested. And Chris J is not the veteran player you want uh, molding talent. Oscar is not the veteran player you want molding talent. He's a good player, but. 
these they don't have anything veteran wise that can really like lead them guide them lowell would have been a much better option to stick go and they'd probably be able to beat teams like phase and astralis consistently but they can't because they have a weak they just feel like they fall apart very quickly and they have a lot of broken rounds and that's the issue with the team but you know they'll be playing heroic funnily enough in the lower bracket for I believe it's a chance to go to uh, quarterfinals. Yeah. Or are they already in it? Yeah. Okay. And then is there, is there, like, I don't. I told you earlier in Discord. I do not like this format because I feel like there's just too much brackets in a group stage. Like it doesn't feel like an actual group stage. It feels like a like a um like an own its own playoff because it's all just oh who's playing those team? They're playing that team. I don't know. It just feels weird. It doesn't feel like a group stage. Like ESL on Cologne 2016 2017. They had a proper group stage. It felt like a group stage. Whereas this, it's just like, oh, look who's playing Astralis. Or this team is playing that team. And it's just, I don't know. Okay, let me just jump in here. So <laughs> you say ESL1 Cologne has a proper group stage. But let's right. be real. They're using the GSL format, which is basically the same as this format, except this one is it's like an extended version of it. Uh -huh. Because the GSL teams, the GSL groups only have four teams. This one has eight. Mm -hmm. So if you look at this as like an extended GSL group, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, but the issue is like you only have six spots in the playoffs, even though you have the quarterfinals instead of eight, and that's kind of like weird. I don't know. It is. It makes no sense where a team would only be in the quarterfinals, but oh boys, we only have four spots in the quarterfinals, not eight. When by definition, the quarterfinals should have eight teams. That's the thing I don't like the most, how there's only six teams in the playoffs. And it makes it confusing, because then it's just like, okay, we have upper bracket, FaZe and Na'Vi are confirmed for the playoffs. And then you also have Liquid Shots are confirmed. So there's four teams confirmed, making that there's two spots left. And those two spots will be decided between either a mixture of either Heroic or Mouse Sports, which should be Mouse Sports, but then we'll see. Or it should be either, well... Um, SK Renegades are to play, and Optic and Space Soldiers. I think we can knock out Space Soldiers because they have a stand-in. They did not look good at all versus Team Liquid, and Optic, against all teams not named Astralis, looked really good, aka just Nip, but still, it looked really good there. So I feel like Optic, it will be Optic against SK, and then, so you'd have, that's a lot of, like, star power in those, like, you know, whereas all those teams would be in the playoffs. So you would have FaZe, Na'Vi, Heroic, Mouse Sports, Liquid, Astralis, Optic, SK, slash Renegades. That's a really good playoff. But instead yeah. we're being robbed. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. I would like this format to have uh, eight teams in the playoffs. But like the reason they do it, according to ESL, is that they don't want to play four best of three. So all four quarterfinals on the same day. So I get... I think that kind of makes sense because you don't want to end up in an IEM Katowice 2016 sort of situation where you play the games in the middle of the night because of delays and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Or like at the major where they have to put the next quarterfinal the day after and then they play semi. Yeah, that's going to be unfair for some teams. And... Yeah. Okay, SK had to do that. Yeah, that was yeah. completely unfair to SK, even though, I mean... It's kind of hard to say it's unfair because I mean people are gonna say, oh, well you're just giving them a pass. But I do agree it was unfair for SK to play back to back uh, best of threes against yeah. Fnatic and Cloud Nine, which was just insane. But then again, you know that's its own scene. But yeah, I agree. I guess scheduling issues, but you know, I don't know. You're here for entertainment. It's just, it's just, I'm not a fan 
of this stage. But how do y'all feel about EPL so far? In terms of, do you think this has been business as usual? Or do you think that we saw some upsets here? I mean, first of all, I want to personally thank ESL for uh, improving my German a lot since the Facebook stream has only been working half the time. I've been, I've been learning some German, you know, mm -hmm. Kopf is heads, uh, for example, you know, teaching everyone out there. But uh, in terms of the upsets, I think Heroic has been the biggest surprise. And other than that, I mean, I haven't really seen anything too crazy. Right. The craziest thing is that Sharks almost beat Cloud9, but that was insane. Oh. But also, thanks to you, so I've been learning Russian now, too. Oh, God. So that Russian stream, whenever the guy says, fire, fire, he, like, screams it out. Oh, that was hilarious. I just, I just died every time you go, fire. But I think... My, I think for me, there wasn't any upsets per se, but I feel like it's a big showing of how energy are actually onliners. Considering the only team they beat was MVP Project 2-1, and then they lost to Mouse Sports in a narrow 2-0 technically. But I don't know. I feel like energy, like Cirque, for example, I've said this a lot, that he's kind of plays very selfish. So like you'll see the team, they'll go in. And Daps is another thing. I don't buy Daps as an IGL. Everyone's buying him as an IGL because they made Sydney. Oh, they're like top one in all these long line leagues. Oh, but you look at what they do on Nuke, for example, against Mouse, a very good Nuke team. They would go in for a retake on, say, the B bomb site, and they'd have everyone peek one by one by one by one. Who never peeks? Cirque. He has an op the entire time. They have lesser weapon free. Instead of playing around Tim, trying to get a pick on the site, and then double peeking, wide swinging, they have utility, they don't do any of that. They just, oh, Cirque just says, you know what, I'm not even going to peek the entire time. Y'all just die, I'll save the op, hold on to the op, because that's the only thing I'm good at. You know, I can't rifle, so to me, I just don't buy Cirque as an opera, as a top-tier opera in NA, even though there are no top-tier operas in NA. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a sad truth. But uh, Mix will please come back. And uh, But I just don't, I don't know, it's just weird. I think Optic... Uh, I don't understand why Tony in the Discord says, oh, Optic should definitely play Nuke against the Astro. No, 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 I'm sorry. You can say Cloud9 should have played Cash against FaZe. The uh, pick ban there. That's probably one of the worst pick bans in all pick bans right there. Playing one of the strongest maps for FaZe. One of your notoriously weakest maps against FaZe or anybody else. Not only that, but FaZe has Exist. Who, I will quote but censor, do not pick Cash against me, mofo. That's a, that's a quote. So I don't understand why you would do that. Considering the results and how they've been in recent form, Cash was a horrible pick against Space, And that pretty much put them in jeopardy. Or else they'd be playing Mouse Sports in the upper bracket, and then maybe if they lost that, they'd play... Uh, they would play Energy. So they actually could have made quarterfinals if they don't pick Cash. Or if they beat FaZe, which is possible, on say like Inferno or Mirage. But Cloud9, I don't know what they're doing there. You know? I gotta say that... I didn't. I do think that Cash was a bad choice, but with the way Cloud9 was playing this tournament, I don't think they would have beat FaZe either way. Hmm. And just on the Exist point, I don't think that Exist is a, is a factor whatsoever in FaZe being good on Cash. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think considering they won an event with Exist and they didn't win any events with Ulfmeister this year, you know, I mean, there's, mm. a, there's, a, uh, there's some facts right there, you know? Yeah, because Guardian went fucking ham. And sure. Yeah, Guardian went ham recently, but yeah, and, yeah, but it's just exist. Exist is there, and he has an important part to play. I'd argue. I think that energy is. I don't like. I I think Fugly has to go. 
I don't think oh, he has okay. any. Uh, he has no reasoning to be in his team. Like they say, he's like the supportive player that does everything for the team that no one knows this, But like, man, like he had a zero point eight four rating. The awful every time I watched him play. Like just pick up nothing. Like, wow. Okay. So is it nothing on the uh, Shroud team or no? Yeah, he is. But he literally said that's a fun team that we're gonna stream their matches once a week and not yeah. care. That's true. So you would say nothing over Fugly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nothing hasn't played very well online, I would say. Um, he's a lurker. Fugly is... Is Fugly a lurker? I guess he is. You argue Some that? Some of, yeah. Some of, yeah, but my issue is I think Daps is the issue more so than anything, even though he's literally their only choice because there are zero no. IGLs uh. in NA. And if you're listening to this and you're in main, advanced uh mdl please become learn how to be an igl because na needs more top tier igls because we literally have none and it's pretty disgusting when your best igl is literally nitro you know because look at the igls of europe you have the glaives the angels you have always kerrigan you know i don't have to wax poetic about this like it's disgusting it really is disgusting. Like, you can't look at these teams where it's, like, energy, and they're just running in one by one. Their T-sides look awful. It's just the same defaults over and over again. There's no nothing different, nothing unique. And it's it's the same thing with Cloud9. Even FNS, they play this slow T-side where they'll wait 30 seconds. There's 10 seconds on the clock, and they're running in the bomb site, throwing their smokes and flashes, their mollies, and they just, they just have like two seconds playing at the bomb. And it's just like, there's no point in doing the slow retakes when you get the first um, the first frag. It's just Skadoodle, five on four, and they go one by one by one in the bomb site after their flashes and smokes, and they get picked off. And I'm just like, do you think about these things? Do you watch demos? Like, I don't understand. I really don't. And it's really frustrating watching it, you know? I mean, I'm going to disagree with both of you here because Ooh. I don't think Buckley is the problem and I don't think Daps is the problem. Ooh. I think that the problem for this NRG team is that two most inexperienced players in the team, Breezy and Cirque, are not very good on LAN compared to how they've been playing online. Breezy played like, good. I wouldn't hey. say Breezy's unexperienced, though. I wouldn't say he's young either. Cirque is by far unexperienced. Yeah, he is sure. pretty inexperienced compared to the rest of the team, I'm saying. Yeah, he's 19. He is, I guess, relatively young, but I wouldn't say he's like, eh, I make us so. The core are all young, they're all like 18 or 19. Yeah, Breezy, yeah, so yeah, like, Breezy hasn't done much, sure, on land. If you watch them online, a key factor for them is guys like Breezy and Cirque like, running in and getting all these crazy kills, and then when you go to land, when that's not happening, that's sort of just like everything falling apart, so yeah. I feel like... That's a massive factor. I feel like the issue is that you look at FPL and it's like brain melting to watch. You watch you watch JDM stream. And um, the issue with that is that you see him get so mad because all they do in FPL is a raw peak. They'll swing wide, right? No flash, no nothing. And then that's the habits they form. People like Psalm, these young talents, right? They just swing wide. They peak. They get these little one taps. They think, oh, I'm a god, right? They go into a match, they do the same thing, they get punished for it. And there's a problem with that. And so in FPL, these bad habits keep building up. So all these energy guys, they play online a certain style, the NA style, and then <laughs> they go they go to play anybody that's actually good. And then this is what happens on LAN. And it's it's an epidemic. I don't even think they'll get better by playing more LANs. And that's my, that's my fear, that 
they'll keep going to these lands like ECS or wherever they also get invited to, and then they're just going to get smacked. And they're the number one seed from NA for ECS. Team Liquid's the fourth seed. There's a problem with that. That's wrong. <laughs> team Liquid's are way better than Team them. But that's the state of affairs. And that's EPL for you. And that's a big issue, for NA at least. But what's not a big issue for NA is the fact that we have GMAC Taurus coming up. And that's an issue for France because the invited home team is not G2 Esports, despite not being EPL. But the home team is envious. And according to the predictions from the lovely Mr. Mist, they won't even make it out of the group stage. Now, how do we feel about GMAC Taurus? Um, what, wait, one what team were you, were you talking about for Taurus, just envious, in general? Envious. Envy. Envious because you have them not making it out of the group stage, and they are literally the only team with a French player. Uh, envious, uh, they're, like, I don't even know why they're attending this event. This team's about to blow they're up. Invited, and they're the French team. They needed a French team, you know? Yeah, I know, but still, like, they're, <laughs> they're about to, this team's about to blow up. I mean, I mean yeah, they have to blow up, but I mean, hey, free, <laughs> um, last yeah. place, $2,000. So they can get <laughs> pennies per player. I think, I think it was Happy or Keo that made the interview and said, like, they know. All of them know how to kill people, but none exactly. of them know how to play as a yeah. They none of them know how to play as a team together, and that's that's so true right now. Like they don't know what they're doing when they're on the server like together. They have no team play, no structure. Uh, Happy's lost all control. I don't. Happy's like that. lost all control. Right. I don't understand that because Happy is supposed to be like this IGL. I met him. I interviewed him. Right. He's a pretty nice guy. Um, he's pretty you know, kind of quieter, but I mean, Happy has a notorious reputation. But you have Haji, who is. A talent he can't he can't he has no ego he's not allowed to have an ego rpk generally a role player kiyoshima a noted no role player scream is the only person with like a with like a uh ego because he has one taps you know he's you know you're looking one taps i don't understand why that team isn't the ultimate team-based team because team, they are all role players with the exception of scream who's a star player who has not performing well i don't understand why what is wrong with this team? Why is Happy unable to IGL in 2017 and 2018? What is, and not only the worst part is, they were top four at good events like EPL because they had a good cobblestone and they could play on team maps that are like required some tactical skill. I don't understand what happened to them. Why are they so bad anymore? Mygen, please make me stop going crazy. Uh, I can't help you there. <laughs> I mean, Happy when he plays after five rounds, he always looks so sad and depressed. Like he just want, would rather be anywhere else in the world. Like I don't, I feel like Happy hasn't updated his sort of game style since like maybe 2015, and you sort of just stuck with this sort of thing where he still lurks nearly every round and he sets the game up around himself. And I don't know, it's just like. Someone like Happy and someone like Screams should be loving having Hachi in this team because this guy wants to just like run in every time, entry frag, do whatever you tell him. But they're just not able to capitalize off his kills, and he's the only guy who's playing well at the moment. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So that's pretty much what Thorn said when he talked about Happy, that he's still playing in like you know the uh, the old style. But um, my issue is that. I don't know. I just feel like Envy have the tools to be a good team, but the issue is who is the IGL you pick up? Because XN is going to Shock's project. 
happy, other than happy, what IGLs are there in the French scene? There are none, right? So, I mean, that's technically major who can speak French, but I don't. Yeah, he's, he's not leaving. He's not. Yeah, he's not gonna leave space he's soldiers. Not space soldiers, and he's not that good either. Is the issue? Like, what are space soldiers on a land? Yeah, I mean, there's not really anyone else. I mean, <laughs> if you look at the third best French team, Devil was the end game leader. Wait, so... De- no, wait, God Devil. Yeah, God Devil, <laughs> the the one you're thinking of. <laughs> He was no so, way. No, he left though. Like, he left LDLC. Well, here's he the issue with that. Extend, they keep extends for some random. Logan, I think it was, I think, they kicked him for. Yeah. And yes. then now they have Amanek and Devudek on the LDLC, which is a big upgrade because Devil was never good at ever, ever. And other than when he was like a top prospect or whatever, they brought him on NV and that was a horrible idea. But um, I don't think there's, there's no IGL better in France than Happy. So then you say, do all those players go international? Or does Happy retire and they find a new IGL out of the French scene? I don't know. I think Hadji was an IGL for NVS Academy, I believe. Really? I'm pretty... I, I, I could swear. I'm not, I'm not 100%. That Hadji or Lambert. Because I'm pretty... Because I know NVS Academy had to have an IGL. So I feel like he was. Of course, Zawoo is an opera, so you can't just say, oh, call him Zawoo. But I mean, they do need that, an opera on Envy. Happy can, but the point is, Taurus is a lot more than Envious. They're going to get 7th or 8th, so why do we even care about Envious? The big teams, right, you have NA, is the NA Hope is Torqued, who could make some noise in Group A, considering it's Gambit, Ego, Godsend, and, you know, them. But Godsend aren't that bad now with Brolin, the young god from Sweden. Ego is the Polish Hope, considering VP have been out of the conscience for the past six months. But Gambit, I feel like, should take Group A relatively easy. And I think we should see Gambit and Hellraisers in the Grand Final. Which would actually be a low-key good Grand Final, considering Gambit with Adren and Seize calling the way he is recently, are actually looking pretty good. And Hellraisers with Angel, oh, that team is actually really good. Now that Dead Fox is no longer opping, he's no longer dead weight. He's an actually good rifler, and Woxic is an actually good opper when he wants to be. So I feel like Hellraisers are an actually good team. I hate to say it, but they're actually a good team. I actually kind of like them. And I North, <laughs> I just like laugh at North every time I see that logo. Because MSL went from being, oh, second best IGL in Denmark to being just an old, balding man. And it's kind of sad to see, considering, you know, we've had articles on site about MSL, written by Wallaby Beetle, uh, the river that runs both ways. Great article, and we saw about, about you know, you know, uh, what um, what can happen when you have an IGL like that, and then you have Kiarbi from Astralis on North now, wasting away, Valdi wasting away, AZ, this long flowing hair, wishing his bass on back on phase, Mertz, the young god who misses every time he goes on land. So how do we feel about tours in general? Who's going to win? Missed, go. Hellraisers. Okay. Am I again? Who do you think is going to win? I mean, yeah, this should be a competition between Gambit and Hellraisers. I do feel like normally you would look at North and say, oh, this is an event for them to win as well. So I think they actually have a chance, as crazy as that sounds with how they've been playing lately. I mean, it's not like beating Gambit and Hellraisers should be this impossible task that you won't be able to do. So. I guess 
I'd have Norse and Hellraisers advancing advancing out of Group B, and then probably Gambit and Hellraisers in the final with Gambit winning. Okay, Hellraisers again. Okay. Um, have so, moving on. So. That's I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna watch it over EPL. I mean, of course, people look us on Twitch, but like. It's, you know, I don't think, the only thing, like I said when I edited uh, Mr. Mist's article about Dream Hectorus, which apparently has caused controversy in hashtag general, but um, I think that it's a big, for these teams, a lot of these teams are like projects that are broken. Gambit is a team that's been like, oh, drop this person, drop that person. Who is the IGL, right? Envious, that team is a mess. North is a mess. Torqued, technically a mess. Imperial, oh, it's a new team. Hellraisers used to be a mess. Now it's whatever. So Godsent is a mess. So it's a, it's a event with all these teams that are just a mess. And so whoever wins it, I guess, gets like six months more as a joke. Six months more of not being fired like AZ has after we got that clutch at V4. So, you know. But moving on from that disaster of an event, we have... ECS finals in Wembley. Now, none of y'all are from the UK, so I can't, like, you know, appeal to your sense of home there, but this is a big event in the fact that we have an 18, you know, LAN with some uh, decent teams, shall we say, right? It's a very packed June, and we have so many events. We've got ESO 1 Bella, the Bella. Horizonte? Yeah, I'm not a Brazilian, right? You also want Belo Horizonte during the World Cup. You got DreamHack Open Summer 2018, ECS Season 5, and we have DreamHack Open Austin. And the most recent, the one that no one's talking about, is May 28th, June 3rd, Star Series Season 5, or Star Ladder, however you want to call it. And that's probably the closest event. So I feel like that's more important to talk about considering the teams we have been attending, considering FaZe, I believe, Fnatic, and one more dropped out. I forget who it was. Astralis. Astralis. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. Incorrect. Incorrect. Fake news. FaZe, Fnatic, and G2 declined their invites. Leading to yep. North, VP, and Gambit replacing them, which is pretty hilarious because VP are actually going to an event now. But so we have Liquid, Mouseports, Navi, Nip, North, Ego, Godsent, SK, VP, Energy, Renegades, Avangar, Hellraisers, VG Flash Gaming, Tyloo, and Gambit at this event. This is actually, I want to say, it's not stacked, but it's a very good tier one land. I'll give it tier one status. So, who do we think is the favorite to win this event? Pending EPL's results, right? But who do you think is the favorite to win this event and why? Mygen, you go first. I mean,. Teams like Team Liquid, Mouse Sports, and Navi should all be looking at winning this event. With teams like, I mean, Astralis are not here. Like we mentioned, FaZe, uh, Fnatic are not here. So those are probably the three teams you'd want to look at. Mm-hmm. Team Liquid should be looking to sort of step it up with their new lineup with Taco and maybe take this event. I mean, that would be the team I would look at. Okay, Miss, what do you, what do you say? I agree. I it's like those three teams. This this event's not like it's not like tier one, but it's like I think Mike said it, it's like tier one and a half. 
like you both. Like there could be some upset teams to make it in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. I like Godsend. Like I can see them making it out. I don't really. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you said you can see Godsend I... making top what? Top eight? Top eight. I can see it. I can see that. Huh. I mean, it depends gamers. on the group because it's Swiss system. It's Swiss system, best of three, and for the group stage. So technically, anyone can make it out, right? So. I mean, not VT slash gaming. <laughs> That's the super team from China. Yeah, technically, but there's also Tyloo. And Tyloo looked, what, top four at IEM Sydney? Looked very strong. So Bentet finally proving he's good. Accurate has the off now. Um, so Tyloo could make another top eight. It's also not a knock to make top eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, so my thing is, I think it's a race between TL and Mouseworts. With Navi looking to get their first big signature win of the year, considering it's on like their home soil, they have three Ukraine, no, two Ukrainian player, three Ukraine, three Ukrainian players, right? And then you have the two, two, uh, Russians. two Russians. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have this weird bad feeling. I hate this feeling, but I feel like VP is in the make top four this event. I know I'm wrong. Why though? But here's I have the bad feeling because think about it, right? Every six months, we don't care about VP. They fall off in the HLTV rankings. No one's talking about them. And then here they come when you least expect them slash you want them to. VP's like, hey, boys, remember us? And they get top four. Or even close to winning an event, like at Epicenter. So VP are currently ranked 15th in the world, despite doing nothing the past whatever, right? They had V4, and that was about it. They lost. So they were even third to fourth in this qualifier. Like that's just sad. Like Ego is the new number one in Poland, in my opinion. But now, what's gonna happen? Like, do we think VP are gonna be a good team again? I no. mean, maybe in the future no. they can qualify for the ESCA Global Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna happen. Nah, next day. season, Brawling gets to play for Godsend. That's not happening. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But like, nip. I mean, let's talk about NEP, actually, because they were supposed to be, what, an improved team. We know Tony the Tiger loves his Dennis, but what happened to Dennis? Mr. IGL, Mr. I'm the best player in the world, Pistol God. You lose three out of four pistols to, to I think it was, Optic. You don't have any known pistol players on that team. What happened? I mean, here's the thing about NEP, okay? If you look at every player in that team, if if you have Forrest or Ress or Dennis as your third best player in your team or Draken or Get Right, I'm pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. But if you gather a bunch of these players together, that's what you sort of get with Nip. There's no clear superstar player. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sort of supposed to be Draken, but then at this event, he didn't play that well. And then as the second guy, I guess you have maybe Ress or Forrest. I'd, I'm not sure. <laughs> So they don't really have great tactics either to make up for the lack of superstars. It's not really clear who the supportive players are. I guess it's get right and Dennis. But like I mean yeah, you just have this mix of people who should be the third best player of like a top five team, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. Like Nip on paper, if you know, all perform well, it's a very scary team. But Draken, like you say, happy doesn't look like he's happy and having fun. Draken always looks like he's like 
gonna kill somebody. I don't know. He has this really weird look where he's just like angry, kind of. It freaks me out. Like I wouldn't be in the room with him like that, and I don't like it. It makes me look uncomfortable, and I'm like a thousand miles away. And I don't know, Draken. I liked him as a player when they first had the lip lineup, but it's hard to believe in him nowadays because he misses some shots. He plays really aggressive and he gets first fragged, and then he hit bangs the desk, you know, like a, a flush. Uh, and then it's just like there's just it's just too toxic for the team. And then Rez, he's a good player. He can clutch sometimes, but you know, like you say, what, what's forced? What, what what star is he? Is he the first, second, third, fourth star? Get right is terrible anymore. You know, like his uh, bipolarism is coming back. Like he's not playing well again. And then Dennis, he's normally a third star on another team, maybe even a second star. He's a pistol god, good on the rifles. He can off occasionally, you know. He's a mastermind. But on this team, it's really jumbled. They don't have their roles together properly. And it just shows. Like the team play is not good. And Pitta as the coach sort of threat, probably one of the worst moves in 2018. And there's been a lot of bad moves in 2018. But Pitta, pitiful Pitta, no. Like, it's just, it's so much wasted talent considering Nip was a legendary brand in CSGO. And now, they're like, you know, they're pretty irrelevant. You think about it. And it sucks to see because they're top 10 team in the world, according to HLTV, which is a lie. It's just because they, you know, they won an event not too long ago. But, you know, it's really sad to see what these teams happen to these teams. But, um, what I mean, isn't sad the, is the Vegas only reason. The only reason I wouldn't rank the pizza move the worst move in 2016 or in 2018 rather is because uh, LDSC kicked existence and brought in Logan. That is the worst move. I just want to definitively crown that as the worst move probably mm -hmm. ever. One, just... two, two that are close. Smiths coming back to playing and Skadoodle coming back to playing too. Yeah, those are up there as well. Is, did, you say, did you mention Smiths? <laughs> Oh, that's that's probably one of the worst ones this year. Yeah, that's, uh, you, can, you can check staff. I mean, that's, that's why I think of that. You know, that's trash. I mean, like, if you looked at my preview, I said that, like, if, like, they're so inconsistent, like, Rez and Draken have to show up. And, like, Draken was the highest rated player this event, but that doesn't mean much. He 1.04. Rez played awful. Like, mm -hmm. really bad. Like, they don't have consistency in any of their players. It's, like... You don't know which star is gonna show up each day. And like you said, they don't roll set that well. It's like I don't know what you I don't even know what roster move you would do for this team. I don't even know who's out there in swing like God tip. I don't see them splitting. They're like on the rise kind of. Yeah. Everyone says they're on the rise. I don't know. God sent, sure. I guess they're on the rise. But I don't know. I'm not a fan. Never been a fan of God sent at all. Even with Dennis and all them. And um here's the uh my issue with like the Swedish scene, like you have, it's once again, same with NA, IGLs. On, Nip doesn't have an IGL, so they said, hey, exists. we don't love you anymore. So he says, all right, I'm going to phase. And then now, if exist goes to, like, Fnatic, like you were saying earlier, then who, would Golden goes to Nip? Well, I actually like Golden as an IGL, but then, I don't know if that's going to happen. And then you have, I don't know, like, there's just not that much talent in the scene as an IGL. And then GTR and Forrest are bound to retire sooner or later. Forrest still can frag somewhat consistently, but GTR has to retire. And once that happens, like, this team is no longer, like, a legendary team. And let's not forget, Nip haven't been to a major in how long? I think it's been ESL1 Cologne 2016? Yeah, when they lost the flip side. Yeah, yeah like, that's, 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 that's literally disgusting. 
Yeah, yeah miss, don't, don't worry. You're not you're not buying another five, six months. Don't, don't forget it, kid. You're, you're definitely getting fired. Don't even try. That's definitely fake news. I'm sorry. Someone just needs to slam their balls on the table and create a Swedish super team. I mean, that's what needs to happen to the Swedish team. All right, so are you then arguing you that a... the Swedes should do what the French are going to do, hopefully, and just say, all right, guys, every team we have right now needs to fall apart, and this is what we're going to do to have three good teams. I mean, it's not as bad as the French team. Let's not go that far. But, I mean, if you could create a Swedish super team, like we saw talked about last week, then, I mean, then you're looking at a team that could contend with Australia's the best team in the world. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Danish pride. Yeah. 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 We get it. So <laughs> you're not wrong. Like the thing with Denmark is you have Astralis, the number one team in Denmark. Number two. Optic. Optic. Optic I guess. Yeah. Technically, because they have better land results than North, and they've only played two official matches. <laughs> North North can't beat Nip in a best of three. That. <laughs> That's true. And then you have North, who are the third best team, and I think I don't know. I feel like they could be a good team. And Fraxters. then you have the fourth team would be Fragsters. And then fifth would be Heroic, technically. You only have two Danish, two Swedish, and a Norwegian. But we'll say they're a Danish team, right? And so that's like, what, four or five good teams? And so that could be top 20 in the world. That's really good, considering Denmark were on decline after being the best team in the world now. They're the best team in the world again. And I think Fragsters are a really good underdog story. I really liked it at V4, I think it was. And I think that, like, console refresh, very good players. I mean, they have one of the only black players in CSGO at the top three level. Let's not, uh, you know, underlook that storyline. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's not much diversity. Look at CSGO in the top 30 rosters. How many of them are white? Literally everyone, except for, like, the Brazilian players. But even then, if you ask a Brazilian, they're going to say, you know, I'm white or I'm mixed. I mean, it's really interesting. So like you have I'm not going to with a 10-foot pole. Right? But, like, no, I'm just saying, like, you have Cloud, like Cloud9, you have, what, Taco? I mean, I mean FNS, like, we have Taco. And then on Fragsters, you have Refresh. You're actually a really good player. But, like you know, besides that point, I don't know why I went there. But uh, besides that point, um... You know, there's a lot of things happening. Well, and I mean... Top level CS, we have a lot of events going up. And that's the issue. Like, so... Well, I declined to mention the opening monologue I was supposed to say. Was that, uh, you know, we're sorry that we haven't really been too active here. And we're going to be doing once a week, practically, right? Me, Mygen, Mist. Mm. We'll have, like, tea time. I think wants to be a guest at some point. We'll have other cool guests, like the Rush B podcast, who are currently beating us and everything. So don't listen to them. Listen to us. Because we're better, <laughs> and we're more informed, and we're cooler, and hopefully we'll have cool guests like I'm a pet on the program, you know. But um, the one thing I would like to say is that there's a lot of events coming up, and I think that we have a possibility of going into the saturation problem we had last year, where every weekend there's an event, so the teams are flying all across the world. We're gonna have visa problems, hundred percent. We already have with EPL. So how do we feel about this being like there's five or six lands in the month of May and June, and there's like three lands within like 10 days of each other? How do you feel about that? I don't know. Like, I like I like it as a viewer, but like, you feel as a player, it's like burnout. And then the player breaks, what, July? Right after Cologne, would it be? Cologne? No, would it be? 
to be August. Yeah, after, yeah what a major. After, after the major. After I feel like major it is burnout. Right? I, I get why teams are going to skip events. It makes sense. Like, you saw it last year, Fistral skipping Cologne. Yeah, which was really dumb, but yeah. They got fourth major, whatever. They should have won that major. I mean, they, they ran into Gambit, who were actually always countering a Shawless at every event, practically, so. Yeah, but it makes sense for most of, like, G2, Phase, Fnatic, and Astralis to basically skip Star Series, but then June's just, like, every week. Yeah, literally. So, like, we can look at it, like, Star Series is May 28th to June 3rd, and then you have June 1st to 3rd is GMAC Open Austin, which, looking at the team so far, we have Optic, Optic. Heroic, Space Soldiers, Rogue, and Fragsters, my boys. And they have three, two, three more invited teams. So they'll probably have like Team Liquid maybe or Cloud9, you know, one of those North American teams. But like that's a decent LAN. And then you'll have uh, June 8th to the 10th is ECS Season 5 Finals. And then we'll have Yesa 1, Palo Horizonte 2018, 13th to the 17th. That's literally three days after ECS Season 5 Finals. And not only is that, but there's literally an overlap in teams attending those two events. So ECS, you're going to have Astralis, G2, Phase, Fnatic, Luminosity, Liquid, Cloud9, Energy. At ES1, Belo Horizonte, you're going to have Phase, Liquid, Mouse, SK, Space, Big, Tort, NTC, Neo Temcomo. And what are the, the likes? You have Liquid at both events, Phase at both events, and that's about it. But yeah. the point is... Yeah. You have a lot of these teams that are like going all across the world. ECS is in Wembley, Horizontes in Brazil. So imagine going winning, say Liquid win uh, ECS. They fly from London, pretty much over like the next day from London to Brazil. Like that's insane. And as a viewer, you mentioned that like oh you like having all these events, but for me, uh, it's just a lot of Counter Strike, and I feel like people get burned out on it. And they're just like ah, eh, this is getting boring. Might be a lot of good matches, but it's just like uh, it's the same thing over and over again. And it kind of dilutes the Counter-Strike because, like, you're not going to have time to prepare from the 10th to the 13th for new strats. And I, then... I gotta, I gotta jump in. I gotta right, jump, jump in. in. Please, jump in. Go for it. Please, please. Okay, <laughs> Go for it. thanks. <laughs> Fucking everyone who says that they're tired of watching Counter-Strike too much, just stop watching Counter-Strike. You don't have to watch every group stage game. You don't have to watch every tournament. You can pick out your favorite teams like you would do with the NFL or the NBA or the English Premier League or whatever the fuck you're watching. You can just pick out if you want to watch Nip games or if you only want to watch Navi games or if you only want to watch the semifinals or if you only want to watch the finals. You can just do that. I don't see this whole point from a real perspective of how you can have oversaturation when it's your own choice whether you watch or not. I mean, you can, I can get it from a team perspective. There, there might be some burnout, but I mean, from a viewer perspective, I, I, I'm just in a complete different camp. I don't know. I feel like if you're a viewer, though, like you want to watch good lands, right? You're like, oh, I want to watch this cool uh, location where it's top teams. You don't want to miss out on top matches, you know, like you don't want to miss out on Liquid versus Phase or something. So like when you're watching this constantly, it's just, it does get pretty repetitive. Like that's the same thing with like, Pro League. Like you're not going to watch, obviously you're watching, you're watching online CS is the issue. But like, you know, it gets repetitive after a while. I just, I just feel like it's a little too much, and I feel like these organizers are not working with each other to space out lands. Because I didn't even mention summer is like literally the day after uh, Belo Horizonte. That'd be so... like a tier two event then. But like the good the one note to make is that like Blast 
does all this stuff in Turkey. So that's that's now conflicting with um, New York. Oh wait, really? Yeah, I got moved to the same dates as New York. What? No, I was so looking forward to Istanbul because I mean, Space Soldiers nip Astralis VP right now, so yeah. they're not gonna have any other good teams. Really, there's no. They're gonna have Astralis. Astralis is gonna be there, okay. I think. Because well, yeah. they're on. They're already refresh. Confirmed. Yeah. Yes, on Cologne, and then it's you said. Oh, you still won New York, right? Let's see who yeah. was at ESL one New York City twenty eighteen. I love the blast events personally. Love what? Good events to watch last year. Yeah, ESL one New York City was pretty blast. You know my blast? Yeah, blast. I love that event. Dude, blast was actually. <laughs> you love day one. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like no, blast was actually an amazing event. Like I think from like they did a lot of cool, unique things, and that's really what made it special. But. I, I think Istanbul is an awesome location. I think Turkey definitely deserves more land. It's a big, major country with a lot of people and a burgeoning esports scene. But the visa issue is, I think, the most important part. We have Cloud9 and FaZe are invited to New York so far. But there's going to be no Astralis. Canada, Canada needs a premier event. Montreal, right. not not cutting it. All right, you're going to have to be like, you're going to have to like, okay, what, what cool events are there, venues are there in Canada is the issue, right? So, uh, the uh, Air Canada Center in Toronto, home of the Maple Leafs. The Rogers Center in Vancouver hosted the LCS Spring Finals last year, so yeah. it's possible. It is doable, but yeah, it's doable. But it's just like, who wants to go to Canada? Like, you, no one says, "I want to go to Canada for like vacation or something." Like, you don't say, "Oh, yeah, I want to go to Toronto." I mean, I mean Toronto's like, a cool city. I'm not gonna lie, sure. but it's Canada. All right, you got, you got, like, no one says, "I want to go to Montreal," all right, or Newfoundland, or like Edmonton, or Vancouver. <laughs> ECS was genius. Hey guys, let's go to Cancun. Everyone just played so much better to qualify. And then it's just like, but then there's no actual like live finals in Cancun. I thought that was dumb. But I think the issue, like, you have like Northern Arena has like the Canadian events. But, you know. PGL. PGL? Yeah, Toronto, I think it was. It's in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. So. That's like pretty much what we have for today, right? We didn't have anything else we want to do. We did our tours predictions. We said I, I'm saying that Hellraisers are gonna win the event. Um, I picked the Gambit. You picked the Gambit, and then missed the pick two. Hellraisers. We could do um predictions for tomorrow's games. For tomorrow's games, okay. For EPL, Dallas, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get it pulled up, and I'm then... gonna pull it up. Yep. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, everyone might as well pull it up, right? And then we can talk about. All right, so Just I start. Up uh, let's start with the uh, lower brackets, I guess. All right, Mister first. Um, the heroic mouse, obviously. I'm gonna mouse two one. Okay. My pain. Just do the I'm whole gonna... oh. Okay. Uh, heroic mouse, mouse two one, and. Um, upper bracket in that group phase Navi. Um, that's a tough one in my opinion because you don't know what sim- you don't know how many kills Simple's gonna get. But I think I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. I'm gonna say Navi two one. Ooh, I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, other other group, SK Renegades. <sighs> this is by far one of the, this like that lower bracket section is probably the toughest section to predict right now. It really is because it's like. All four of those teams are unpredictable, but I think SK will win that 2-1 again against Renegades, and I think Optic's going to win 2 against Space Soldiers, but Optic's, Optic will call off SK. Okay. 
And then Astralis with two out liquid. Alright, Mike and you go. Um, I'm gonna say that mouse boards are gonna 2-0 heroic. I think the heroic story is gonna stop. I mean, otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to take it much longer, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I feel like FaZe are gonna 2-0 on Na'Vi. I think Na'Vi has been looking a little bit weak against heroic, so I'm gonna take FaZe there. Uh -huh. uh, Astralis are gonna continue their good run, beat Team Liquid 2-0, easy. And then... The lower bracket, I'm gonna say Optic beats Space Soldiers 2 0 as well. SK beats Renegades 2 1, and then Optic moves on by beating SK 2 1. Okay, interesting. So I guess we'll start start same place. I think Malice will 2 1 Heroic. I think Heroic is a decent team. Like everyone else says, the story is coming to an end. And then in that upper bracket, I'm gonna go with Mist, and I'm gonna go 2 1 Navi. I think FaZe definitely better map pool, but I think Simple is going to go off, and I think that Rain hasn't been doing the best this tournament. He's actually still been pretty good, but I feel like he's going to have a bad bad series. Guardian Miko will do well, but everyone else is not going to do well, and Navi's going to exploit that, and God Zeus is going to lead them to a nice 2-1 victory over FaZe. And then in the lower bracket, the notoriously hard to predict the lower bracket of Group B, it's going to be Renegades 2-1 over SK, and then it's going to be Optic 2-0 over Space Soldiers, and then it's going to be Optic 2-1 over Renegades. Poor Nifty is not going to be able to carry his team, he's with JKM, and then Optic will go on to the quarterfinals. And then for Liquid Astralis, I'm going to say, you know, I have to, I'm looking at Liquid Flag, so I'm going to do it. 2-0 for it. Liquid, 2-0 for Liquid, and they're going to win the event. Serious. Damn. Uh, so I have Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay, since you picked Renegade's gonna beat SK, do you think SK is gonna make a roster move after this event? No, because SK looks really good against Astralis. They only literally who they lose to. They lost to only lost to Astralis. They lost 2-0, but it was a close 2-0. It was like 16-11, 16-10. I don't they think that was close. Okay, no no no. If you watch the watch the games on Inferno. It was like it was like fourteen to like seven or six, and they brought it back like five or six rounds, and they they lost one key round. They broke their con, they lost their con, got broken, and they just lost the, the map there. And then I just felt like they could have beaten Australis if they didn't have Stewie playing so aggressively. I know that's kind of related to Stewie. He's supposed to be progressive, but I feel like if he was restrained a little bit more on CT side, they could have won Inferno. And then, I don't know, I feel like they weren't bad this event, is my thing. And then, even if they lose to Renegades, Renegades are still a good team. So, you can't just say, oh, SK are bad. And so then, they should not make a roster move. Because, like, who are they going to pick up? Henny and Lucas. Henny and Lucas? Oh, dropping yeah. both from Stewie? No, yep. you don't need Henny. Henny's, they're like, Henny's a bad person on the team. Like, NTC haven't even played, wait... He's not on NTC, he's free. Right. Both, both of them are free agents, remember? Right. That's true, that's true. I keep forgetting that. I do, I do too. Um, yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Henny, well, I don't know. Fall's not good enough for Rifler to really... I mean, you could have Henny Rifle. I don't know. I just don't like having Henny on the team of SK. Well, I like that. Whatever, who's going to own it then? Made in Brazil, whatever it's going to be. But... I just, I'm not a fan of that move. I just feel like they can make this roster work. It'll take a little bit of time, but they can make it work. Now, of course, they could beat Renegades. They're getting their favorite or beat Renegades, right? 
So, and then they'd play Optic, and they're probably going to lose to Optic, considering Optic's current form. But we'll see, right? We'll see. You know, but I all... thought you said they were going to lose to Renegades. They yeah. <laughs> but, but their favorite, okay, everyone else favors them to beat Renegades, right? Yeah. Even Sponge, when he first was previewing the event, said, yeah, I don't feel good about Renegades. So, you know, I think Renegades make, need to make a roster move. They should drop you still low. Or even Azur, because Azur's been terrible this event. Ustilo's been pretty decent. I don't know. It's a weird team. I don't even know the Australian scene enough to, um, to see who you pick. Agent, and Sterling was really, really, really good on Chiefs. I have no idea why he got dropped. Um, so I would pick up the young god Sterling. Maybe there's other talents in the uh, Australian scene. Imagine, Alistair. A lot of good players in Australian scene that can make it to NA. Or do better than current NA players. Gratisfaction, Big Dick Stacy. You know, there's a lot of good players. Uh, Dick Stacy did really good this event. Again, sort of grass faction as an opera. Oh, he had this nice 180. I forget who was on, but it was, oh, that was nice. On overpass, I think it was. But yeah, like there's some good, there's actually good players in Australia, which is weird to say. But um, um, that's my predictions for EPL. And then looking at the bracket for semis or however that's going to work. Uh, I don't think it's on HLTV though. I forget. How, uh, I don't even know how that would work. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of like whatever. But I think it's going to be. I feel like. Um, let's see, brackets. No, we don't have anything. But I think that Liquid's going to win the event. And then it's going to be. They're going to play. They'll probably play Phase in the grand final. <coughs> they'll beat Phase. And it'll be like a 3-2. Yeah, I'll go 3-2. I think it's the best of five. So let's go 3-2 for Liquid. And then we'll have an actually good trophy in their closet. So paid by Steve and our handsick and say, hey, guys, look. I actually have a good roster now. Because they look really good. Taco's a world-class support player. He was a like top frag on the map. And they were looking really good on it against base holders. That's insane. With this kind of momentum, they can do anything. They can win a major. Alright, that's all I'm saying. So I mean, I'm picking Astralis to win this event. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta live up to my nationality. Come on. Right? I mean, so do I. You know, and then there's no real Canadian hopes besides like twists, I guess. For Portland. And NAF. NAF. Yeah, NAF. Yeah, I guess NAF's more important than twists, but yeah. Liquid are just as Canadian as they are American. I mean, yeah, I'm like depressed with that. I hate that. I really do. I miss the old liquid. But, I don't miss a Dren. Yeah, neither do I. Okay, <laughs> at least they're all American. Like Cloud9 I, was until FNS weasel his way in. I Bring sticking. back Kiko! Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're hilarious. I'm sticking with my predictions. So, Alright. Well, who do you want to do? is 3 1 versus liquid in the final. Okay, that's possible. Okay, that's fair. Was it possible? Hmm. I guess it's possible. Depends on the bracket. It's work. Is it on the bracket could work it that way? Okay. I sure. guess. I think it can. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you say so. Well, that's about all we have for today, folks. Um, next week, podcast, we'll be talking about you know EPL, what happened with EPL, and what happened with DreamHack Tours. You know, we'll be having a lot to talk about next weekend. We'll have roster moves, probably. You know, maybe... 
maybe somebody get dropped and it'll be funny. We already had uh, just 30 minutes ago, somebody left Yale, the Brazilian god tier team. Uh, Zooks, Zonks team, however you say that name, Zach, Zonks, whatever it is. So maybe we'll have some fun stuff to talk about next week. We'll see. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This has been the Real Sport CSGO podcast brought to you by realsport101.com and Gfinity. Uh, visit our website to read the best in CSGO, League of Legends, FIFA, and other traditional sports. Or you can go to Gfinity events either in the UK or Australia. They have some great tournaments going on. Um, it's been real. It's been, you know, from your host Ezekiel here to Mygind and Miss. Thank you for joining me today in the podcast. Hope everyone has a wonderful Wednesday evening. Have fun.